Do not wait to strike till the iron is hot, but make it hot by striking. William Butler Yeats. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping Giuseppe Verdi. He really messes with his brain. What is is the daughter of divorced parents? The other is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Twilight Arby's playcast. All right, this is um, this is Arby's Big Game Burger. I've been calling it the Wild Game Burger, which actually makes more sense. I they may, they may have debuted it during football season, so that you would think of like the big game. It might be like a double entendre. It also just might be big game, like the Big Game Hunter uh, arcade machine. So it's the newest, latest and greatest uh, creation from Arby's. It claims to be a blend of 34% venison, 33% elk, 33% ground beef, 24% emu, 13% bat, 11% pork, 4% chicken, 2.5% rat, 1% mixed berry starburst. I'm just kidding. There's no rat in here. This is a respectable place. We're not, we're not here making fun of Arby's. So the Big Game Burger comes wrapped in a uh, foil wrapper. It's got a hexagonal shape inside that kind of looks like science for molecules let's see what else is on here i should have looked up the information um very excited we were gonna i, th I thought we were gonna try it out this weekend but we got we just got a little bit excited and we're like hey 
We gotta try that now. It comes with some venison elk burger with big, big eye Swiss, Swiss cheese. Wait, big, big eye, so big eye, big eye Swiss and uh, Swiss cheese, crispy onion strings, pickles, cherry steak sauce, brioche bun. Limits in time only at participating U.S. locations while supplies last. All right. Let's give it a shot. I don't like it. I'm gonna try it again though. But my first first bite impression is um, I don't like it. And I'm not saying it's not good. I just don't like the flavor. Sorry, I take large bites and then I store the food in my cheek and I gently sift little bits of it into the middle of my mouth for actual mastication because I don't know why it's just a habit. That's the way I do it. But So these bites are taking a long time. Now back to my bite. Now, I, I have to say, um, I've already ruined this because originally the intent was to, to eat this silently without any comment, but y'all know I, I love Arby's, but I do not love this burger. Clearing the palate a little bit with some french fries. I will say, it's just my preference. I don't like the flavor of this burger. But it actually, I'm pretty impressed with the quality of the meat patty. If it was a regular beef patty, um, it's too gamey for me. But what should I have expected when I ordered the big game burger? I guess I'm just a lifelong Atlanta fan. Atlanta sports teams fan. You get it? You get the joke? So I'm used to disappointment. I thought it was, you know, not actually going to taste so so good. Good on Arby's. 
they did what they they said they were gonna do. They made a big game burger, and it's a big game burger, and it tastes like three kinds of dead animal. But um, it's too authentic for me. I like bison. Um, I've had bison before. I'm I'm curious whether it's the venison or the elk I don't like. Hmm. I also have to say, I think this would grow on me. I'm just not used to it. It's different. It surprises my mouth. I actually think I could super get into it. I know that's weird, right? That's, that's why That's why eating the whole burger was part of this, because it's a, it's a process, it's a journey. Maybe it's the big eye Swiss I don't like. What's big eye Swiss? Big hole instead of the baby Swiss with the little holes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. I, mm -hmm. I was thinking of the letter I. That's why I pronounced it Swiss. <laughs> I, I think maybe the word just got big in the middle. And it, the I hole. Yes, it's the, it's the holes in okay. the cheese. Much more. Much more sense does that make. That's a different type of cheese. <laughs> Alright, you know what I'm going to say? Um, I... Hmm. That's my third bite now. I don't like the way the burger hits my mouth. But I really do like the way it develops over the course of chewing... And it has a very pleasant roll-off. I'm just going to describe flavors in uh, audio words. Yeah, I think I think it's largely just the shock that my mouth is experiencing, sort of, of like, you're not used to this. You're not used to eating elk and venison. But once my taste buds settle in on what it is, it's a very pleasing, I'll say, this is a very good Arby's burger. I don't, maybe we'll get past the meat now in this next fight and get down into the other, um, other stuff. You know what, too, and maybe this is my fault. I think it tastes better if you take littler bites. I think maybe it's overwhelming to have that much elk in your mouth at a time. It sort of overpowers the flavor of the cheese, the onion straws, the pickle. Here's what I think they should have done. Use the meat as an agent to flavor the other parts of the sandwich. Let me explain. We always think of ourselves as putting cheese on a hamburger. This is the kind of burger where I would have started with the cheese, put a lot of cheese on there, and then add a little meat patty for an exotic flavor. It's, it smells... Fine. I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna put the smell somewhere between the the flavor of like if I had only smelled this burger before I tasted it, I think I would have been enticed, but not not sold. I would have wanted to see what it tastes. It, it smells good. You gotta swish the meat around in your mouth. Let it hit the back of the taste buds at the back of your throat. Oh. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, you know, like wine tasting and stuff. Your bucket, sir. Yeah. You should <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Arby doesn't, hasn't done a commercial like that. Can you totally see, like, people just trying, like, tasting the, uh, the five for five. I cannot wait for you to taste this, this burger. They should do like a sampler, uh, a side or a slider sampler, but like a flight mm -hmm. of sliders. It's a bird. It's do you a like? Plane. It's do a you flight. like gamey meats? <laughs> yeah. You might really like this. Because my my total assessment is like, I'm not. Well, I guess you just sat there and might have heard what I was saying if you were paying attention or not. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's, it's actually a pretty good quality sandwich. Um, the, the bat, the pat, like it tastes like an actual, yeah, no, I, I, I have to commend them on their half of the sandwich. They'll either pay off or I applaud them for taking that risk. Cause it's a big game risk. It's a game time decision. There's a flag on that one. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh... i to be like, this sandwich, uh... Disappointed Shannon Sharp. Like, yeah! It did. No, I'm just kidding. We've just been watching... We've been watching a lot of commercials lately. I hadn't watched commercials in a decade, um... We took the Hulu down to uh, the ad-supported subscription. This is a fry, not not the burger. I had a good idea. I gotta lick the sauce a little bit off the bun, cause, cause that's a very. There's so many variables in the sandwich. I'm not sure which of the parts that I'm sort of having strong feelings about one way or the other. Interesting. I actually think it might be the sauce that I'm not the biggest fan. I'm gonna try the meat by itself. It's not that I don't like the sauce either. It might be. Just, so this is a wild burger. Did I explain to y'all what is on this, right? You got three kinds of meat, two kinds of cheeses, onion straws, and uh, cherry steakhouse sauce on a brioche bun. Let's, let's just try part of the meat patty. 
Yeah. That's it. The sauce? That's it. I think I don't... I think I'm much more on board for this meat mixture as is. I think it's the it's the wild cherry steak sauce that might be just throwing me off a little. Um, and it's not terrible. Like, Ooh. I think they definitely go together. Like, some people will probably love this Can, combo. Does it taste like the Arby sauce? No. Um, I'm going to... I wonder if they're doing, like, silent market research. Because they're trying to change their Arby sauce or something. To see if people, like, ask for it with or without. I think it's... it's I think maybe the cherry in it is just too... Or maybe it's wild. Or is there... Or maybe I'm wrong. That might not even be the sauce. Let me try both sides of the bun. Because I do like the sauce and the bread by themselves. But when I take a bite of this meat patty, I I'm I like the texture or the the flavor much more than when I like when I was eating it. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest thing. I actually really enjoy this meat. I would much rather have this patty. Um so I'm gonna try some horseshoes on it. Yeah. And I'm I'm because that cause, yeah because I like serve steak on with horseradish sometimes. Yeah. So I was, I was like um. I also have some of the spicy Okay. So, yeah, that's. The, I just would have taken the sandwich a little more savory than they did, and that's my personal preference. Or maybe I would have toned down the amount of sweet they did. Maybe the cherry was too much. Maybe they should have just done like a um, like like a, a barbecue sauce level brown sugar. A molasses or something because I've, I'm now eating just the just the patty with uh, some horsey sauce and y'all know how much I hate saying horsey sauce I hate saying horsey sauce but I love eating horsey sauce mmm and that is a nice that's actually a really great combo right there I would warn you if you do if you do this, um, don't put too much horsey sauce because uh, it actually is a pretty subtle meat flavor. If you want if you want the gamey meat flavor, because um, it is a third beef, right? So you want to not put too much that is like overpowering, but but it definitely steers the burger in a direction that I am much more pleased with. Did you try just the cheese yet? Mm-mm. Because I was going to say, maybe you could try it all back together with horsey sauce and see if that sweet or it takes the sweetness out. <laughs> you got 
got one little miserable bite. <laughs> okay, I reassembled it for another bite. I think the horsey lifted it up enough into the savory sector. I think that would have fixed it. Me personally, if I had just put horsey sauce on the whole thing the first time, we wouldn't have had that weird intro for about 10 minutes where I'm not knowing whether I'm liking it and I felt like I've forsaken Arby's for a little while. But no, the prodigal son has returned. I, uh, I figured you just, but honestly, the horsey sauce is great. I like it on almost everything, so. Smell the big game. <clears throat> well, there you have it. I'm digesting the last little, um, pieces in my mouth, but uh, that was an Arby's Big Game Burger, and it took me about 20, 22, I guess I should get all the food down before I start celebrating my victory, but mm, Down. All right, 22 minutes and 59 seconds. I'm not saying it'll take you that long to eat a, an Arby's Big Game Burger, but that's how long I took. And that's actually a great system. Maybe I should podcast every time I eat because it makes me eat way slower than, than I normally do. Um... So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, or you didn't enjoy it, or it creeped you out, or you find it calming or soothing, or, I don't know, maybe even you had inappropriate thoughts listening to me eat. Internet's a weird place. Um, 
get one or don't. But definitely tune in next week and every week as long as we keep doing this for all the latest on Twilight the Movies, Twilight the Books, and Arby's the Restaurant. Wait, I was going to put this segment into a regular podcast, so I didn't need to do an outro. And Okay, yeah. That's good. Now I'm just talking to myself in a weird, weird way. We're going to cut now. So this is, this is... So oddly, this is a weird test that I'm doing now. Uh, I've become a little bit of an audio nerd. I did my first gig as a uh, sound recordist. And we're um, location sound mixer. I have been experimenting doing casts through the uh, Blue Yeti mic. We've done it on the Shure SM 7, wait, 7B. The, the pretentious gross mic. Uh, this is the podcasting mic for all the podcasters. And the AT5043B, which is a hypercordioid mic. This is a test recording on Sony wireless UWP D27 lav mics. And finally, after just basically following the instructions a little bit, it, now I'll, I'll, this is one of the few times I'm going to say, in my defense, there is not good instructions on these. If you YouTube how to do this, this specific model doesn't appear. People are using a slightly older gen, so there's stuff such as the IR sync um but anyway i tried to use these yesterday at a shoot and one couldn't get couldn't get the second one synced but the first one had such a dirty signal it sounded like this awful uh just staticky interfery mic so i don't know why anyway i i figured out how to individually adjust both of these um now I need to figure out how to fix fix the other camera because what's the point of have yes audio is super important and having good audio I would I would say that is more important than having a good picture but if you don't have any picture then you might as well just have audio so it's sort of fun I never expected I never wanted to learn a single thing about sound I hate well I hated sound even though now it's a really interesting thing to me because I sort of got caught up in it but um yeah no i'm i'm extremely thrilled that i've been able to try this many different sound setups i kind of like this in the future i might like to do this because 
this gives the biggest amount of freedom to uh, go around and do other things. There might be slight interference from different things, uh, but I think it's sort of important that it allows for recording and multiple people can record. And I don't know why everybody's focused on doing podcasts while sitting in front of a microphone when a lot of people have now the wireless mics or something you can record on your phone you can record on your phone headset which is actually a lot better that's what i really should do i should get everybody mic'd directly to their phone and have them phone in to a video so um yeah i don't know i don't know how the audio is going to sound on this 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 should be the most technically advanced and specific uh thing ever because I am about to upload the podcast that I recorded earlier this week that was basically me just sitting and eating the the uh, big game Arby's burger which was elk venison and beef and it was sort of an ASMR episode and this is really was not meant to be a podcast but I was just wanting to test out the sound and capabilities of these these lavalier mics and also the best time to learn your equipment is not when you are about to use it troubleshoot it the day before it'll be worth it to you so lesson learned i'm doing something similar i'm troubleshooting it the day after which does me absolutely no good but on on the uh on the bright side of things i have a full understanding of how these devices work now so they won't be just a crazy foreign concept and i have to say i'm actually rather impressed with how this sounds now that i have it working this is pretty good audio i am very excited to test this audio against the hypercordioid mic. Now, the the weird thing is I have two lavs on me. I am, and maybe I probably shouldn't have crossed the wires. I'm not sure if that actually has any effect, but I put, oh. Um, Definitely the direction or having it exposed in the right way. I put one on the outside of my lav, uh, of my lapel my shirt and the other one now they're both and that's that's a little cleaner too i guess part i guess part of the uh art of capturing good sound is just mic placement actually i'm saying that like i should have i should have respected that from the beginning mic placement is huge honestly the biggest fluctuation i can hear in quality comes not from any adjustment in the machine but simply how how the microphone is placed and i think a lot of a lot of, and it and it, the interesting thing is it's not always about placing it um okay so when i knew when i knew nothing about audio one of the things i was always thinking about was the clarity of the sound and i think much in the same way that a lot of cameras get like every camera is fine nowadays i think that's that's a really important thing to learn uh in a similar way almost every microphone 
is fine, you can get a pretty accurate, um, a pretty accurate representation of what you are hearing to your recorder or, or whatever the information is being taken in by the sensor. What is more the art of it, I guess, is, and that, that would come into sort of the mic placement. And while I used to always focus on getting the microphone in front of my mouth or the source of the, the sound, it's sort of interesting to learn about the pickup patterns of the microphones. So, because sometimes, like this, these lapels, I believe, are set on uh, omnidirectional, so I can sort of move it around. I'm moving it around my, my mouth, but it's, it's facing upward. So all the different circles around it, I'm now twisting it, turning it in front of my mouth, but, it, but the front of it is not pointed at my mouth. It doesn't get a totally... Okay, here, here is the lav pointed directly at my mouth. Here is the lav pointed directly up in the air, not at my mouth, but it's the same distance. So this is an omnidirectional mic where it's not focused on picking it up sound out of the front of the mic. And that's, and that's what you do. You guys, you, you just put it like sort of close to your, your mouth. Um, I'm actually finding now I'd rather have it down towards the center of my shirt. Um, that allows for for it to pick up and here's the other thing the sound coming out of my mouth you don't so the sound that you make with your mouth this is an interesting thing that I'm finding it originates inside the cavity of your mouth <laughs> but it comes out and then it starts to spread into the air and the atmosphere so you sort of want the mic to pick up where that sound is coming out of your mouth it'll have a different a very different characteristic if you go right in and try to record it directly from from inside the mouth but if it's if it's like outside that's a little more natural because now you're allowing the sound to mix with the ambient sound of the noise of of the air that it is around and stuff so anyway i think this was a good test uh i have got to upload that podcast from last week up week um but uh, tune into that podcast, and you won't have to hear me talk about these microphones. Actually, you will, because that's all I do on that podcast, I guess, these days, is talk about microphones. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is weird. I'm so excited. These, <laughs> these microphones work beautifully now, <laughs> and it kind of hurts my soul that this was, this was actually a train wreck this week. I learned a lot of lessons. Hey, let me let me just go over the things that happened. All right, there was there was supposed to be a uh, Saturday shoot. We're trying to shoot a TV show, and that happened. And I'm sort of okay with how things went, but I because it's an interview based show, I ordered some rental lav, some wireless mics, wireless transmitter and receivers and two lav mics one for each of the transmitters from a place that I have multiple times before and I, I appreciate them they're they're a great company and this system is a really great system and in the past I've had uh, Marcus was there to set them up and 
I should have I should have paid more attention to learn what he was doing because he wasn't there this week and so I was left and and, and when he set them up he actually had to watch YouTube videos to figure out what he was doing so that knowledge was not passed on to me I just sort of assumed that they would be set similar to last time because ultimately when he figured out how to set it it didn't take him that long so I figured I would be able to do the same thing but I have the problem of because it's a mail order rental company uh, somebody has to be there to sign for the package when it arrives and I didn't want to have to be either awake or present or I'm also just worried because sometimes you can't hear and I'm not sure the uh, FedEx people always like actually ring or knock on the door sometimes they do um, but but it is possible too that they can just come by and if, if there's nobody there they can't find anybody then you can um, they'll just leave with the package so I was trying to find that some so my real problem is I need to be able to just sign on the FedEx app right uh, the, it, it you you can in some cases release FedEx from the signature authorization requirement to leave a package but I didn't have that available in the app so I found that you could get it dropped off at Dollar General which is right across the street from us it's about uh, 800 feet from our house and I was really excited I was like okay I can update the drop-off point there unfortunately um, it disrupts the delivery time Katie called FedEx and found out that it takes 24 hours for them to update their change of location drop-off in the system even though it's literally across the I'm, I'm I shouldn't even been complaining about that part I don't I don't really mind that part that's fine and it all worked the, the point is that then then they didn't give me the extra day so basically I was picking up these mics about an hour before <laughs> I was intending to use them otherwise it would have had 24 hours I planned on doing all of this on Friday but I'm doing it on Sunday for us for a last Saturday shoot well anyway they're all set up now <laughs> so if I was able to go back in time then I could get it all to work out but it it has worked out in the sense that I do know now that I do now have the knowledge to get these to work just fine and in the future should these ever get used again then that will be an option but I don't think it should be necessary because with one broken camera we're not planning any shoots for a while now um, and also uh yeah backlog of so so yeah we won't be shooting now um for a while what else what else uh but we got but i one day one day when everything is synced back up and on track and now that these receivers are synced up I'll be able to continue things as they go. So, anyway, thanks for tuning in. 
Tune in next week and every week as long as I keep doing this for the only podcast that I know solely devoted to talking about Twilight, the movie saga, Twilight, the book series, and Arby's, the restaurant. And until next time, we'll see you down the road, NXLC over. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping Giuseppe Verdi. He really messes with his brain. What is is the daughter of divorced parents? The other is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Twilight Arby's. Play cast.